Welcome, everyone, to the sixth episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey. I'm David. And I'm Sam. Today is another top 10 episode where we will be ranking the top 10 NBA players under the age of 25. Before we begin, just a quick PSA to stay home and socially distance yourself in order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So, David, take it away with your honorable mentions. All right. So, for my honorable mentions right now for the people under 25 in the NBA, I had Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat. Um, he's done great things this season. I'm looking forward to him, you know, progressing throughout his career. I also have John Morant, rookie from Memphis. I think he can win rookie of the year this season. I also have Shai Gilders Alexander, an up and coming star for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then finally, I have Kristaps Porzingis on Dallas. I think he can do great things in his career, and he's playing extremely well right now. All right. Uh, Interesting. My honorable mentions are John Morant. I think he's an excellent player, and the only thing keeping him off the list is that I don't think he's proved himself enough as of now. The Grizzlies are not a great team, so if he could help them to a better record, I think he could easily make the list. I think in the future he'll definitely be a top-five player uh, in the NBA, in my opinion, at some points. He's a a Russell Westbrook-type player, very explosive, nice driver. He's even developed his jump shot. I also have DeMontis Sabonis on my list. He has a nice paint touch. He's really led the Pacers to a really good record, four seed in the East, while Victor Aladipo was hurt. He's uh, emerged as a great shot blocker as well. Kristaps Porzingis from Latvia, also a great player. The only thing holding him back from this making this list is his ability to stay healthy. Kristaps averages Yeah, I agree with you, Sam. Yeah, he averages 20 points per game has emerged as one of the best shooter, big man shooters in the NBA and appeared as an all-star um, while he was on the Knicks. Another player I have on my list is D'Angelo Russell. I think he's an excellent scorer. I'm a little surprised that you guys both don't have him on the list. The only thing holding him back from making this list, in my opinion, is the fact that he struggles to lead his team to a lot of wins. When he was on the Lakers, they really struggled. They had a really poor record. Well, he was very young when he was on the Lakers, so I don't know if that's my reason for I mean, holding him I back. I agree, but then when he went to the Nets, they struggled a little bit. I know they made it to the playoffs they didn't last play year, but still, in a very weak Eastern Conference, I wasn't True. very impressed. Right. When he was on the Golden State Warriors, they were the last-ranked team in the NBA, and now with the Timberwolves, they're struggling despite having a very strong roster, uh, in my opinion. So that's why he's not on my list. But I'm a little surprised both of you guys don't have him on your honorable mentions. Mikey, take it away. So I have John Morant. Like you both said, I just feel like he hasn't proved himself enough. Also, Sabonis. Uh, I didn't think he was worthy of being on my list, but I definitely wanted to include him because he's stepped up for the Pacers and they're the fifth seed right now because of the NBA's pause. And I also had Brandon Ingram, which you both had on your list. So you might disagree with me there. I just want to bring up one thing that David said. You said you had Bam Adebayo as an honorable mention. I'm I do. Agree. I, I don't know. Me and Sam, it looks like we both had him as our nine. David, explain why he's not on your list. All right. So him being an honorable mention, he's actually my number one honorable mention. I think that he, I mean, similar to everybody else, this is kind of his breakout season. Um, I just feel like he's done a great, he's done fantastic things with the Heat. And like, no doubt. I just don't think, Right now, he's playing better than, like, Brandon Ingram or Zion or anything, anybody like that. So, I think, like, no, no, I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, I think he's a fantastic player. I just don't think he deserves to be top 10 right now. And that's that's my opinion. I disagree with you, dude. Uh, I think Bam Adebayo is playing excellent basketball. 
the Heat, in my opinion, don't really have that strong of a roster, and they've really exceeded expectations this season. In my opinion, the reason why the Heat have performed so well is because Bam has really stepped up his game, made plenty of improvements over the offseason. He's become a much better driver. I think last season he was a little bit of a liability on defense, but this year he's kind of improved, become a little better of a shot blocker. You get some steals here and there. I think you cannot put a player like Jalen Brown over him, in my opinion, because Jalen Brown is the third option on the Celtics. And I agree that Jalen Brown... Well, I'd say the Celtics roster is way more deep than the Heat roster. I agree with that, but Bam has done a nicer job with his team considering the circumstances than Jalen Brown. They have very similar records, and Bam Adebayo has emerged as one of the core players for the Heat. And I don't know. I know Jalen Brown has had a fantastic season. I'm not you guys don't even have him as an honorable mention in the first place. I know, but there's so many good players under the age of 25. I'm not, di- not going to disrespect him by saying he's not a good player. I think he's a very good player, and most years he would be one of the best players under the age of 25. I just think this year the amount of good this players been, under the yeah. age of 25 Young players is so take out of the league. Yeah, the future of the league is so bright, and I just can't yeah. put him on my list. I'm not yes. saying he's a bad player or anything. In my opinion, Bam has just done a really fantastic job with the Miami Heat, so I have to award him by putting him on my list. Let's look at Bam's stats. He's averaging 16 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game. And also about what you said about the Heat not having the best roster, Sam. I'm going to agree with you, but they're a very hardworking team. You have people like Jimmy Butler, Kendrick, Mm -hmm. Tyler Harrow. So I think they're coming – Tyler Hero, wow. But they're coming together Mm -hmm. as a unit, and that's why I think Bam Adebayo was one of the X factors for the Heat's success this season. So far, so that's why I had to include him on my list. And the stat, the stats speak, and he got his first All Star game, so that's why he was worthy. For me. I mean, also I want to shed light on another part of Bam's game. He averages five point one assists. He's six foot nine, two fifty five. Yeah, sure, that's that's really good for. Yeah, he he's similar to uh, I'd say Nicole Jokic in the sense that he passes extremely well. Yeah, I'd agree. He contributes to his team. I think he has a so really I bright think that's future. a great aspect of his game. Yeah, I just wanted to shed light. I think he has a really bright future in this league. I think. He'll emerge as a player very similar to Jokic. I don't know if he'll ever be as good as Jokic, but I think their games are very similar. I think Bam's passing game could improve a little bit if he wants to pass Jokic on the leaderboard for best players in the league. Yeah, I don't think he's at Jokic's level at all right now, but Jokic Mm has been in the league for a little bit longer than Bam. I think Bam is a better player for where he is in his career than Jokic was at his age. That's my opinion, but... Yeah, no, I see that. Cause yeah, he's he's got pretty good numbers right now, sixteen, ten, and five. And yeah, we look at his height. He's six foot nine. I mean, five assists. That's really good for his height. You want you don't get that out of many centers. Yeah, all right. Agreed. So let's move on to we should do six to ten. So Sam, you want to read us your six to ten, and we'll see what. We all right. Do. Yeah, I have at number ten. I have Zion Williamson. Obviously, a very powerful player. Uh, I think over time, he's going to be number one on my list or number two, assuming that he can stay healthy. I think him and Ja are really the future of the NBA. I have Bam Adebayo, obviously. Uh, Brandon Ingram, the prolific scorer out of New Orleans, has really turned up his game and proved that he could be one of the phenomenal players in this league. I don't think he was given a ton of opportunities with the Lakers, so it's Mm -hmm. nice to see him performing and proving why he was one of the top picks in the draft. And Devin Booker. Uh, he's a, a phenomenal scorer, scored 70 points in one game, top 10 in the league in points, top 20 in assists. I think he's really proven 
to many people that he can be a solid contributor to the Suns. I know the Suns don't have the best record, so that's yeah. the only thing holding him back from my list. I think the other players on this list... Have well, they really have extremely good. poor management, so I'm not going to put that on Devin Booker. Also, uh, I feel like I Devin Booker gets a close relationship with DeAndre Ayton. They could form a very lethal partnership, which hasn't really emerged yet, but it could definitely be in the Suns' phase. The Suns' roster isn't that bad. I want to like shed light on this. I'm a little surprised that they're as bad as they are considering their team. If you guys look at their roster... They haven't had a good coach in a while, I'll say that. Yeah. I agree their management and their coaching could definitely get a little bit of a transition, but if we look at their lineup right now, you have Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio, who's still an excellent passer, Aaron Baines, who's really stepped it up, stepped it up this season. Mikal Bridges, the man out of Villanova, who's put up some solid numbers, eight points and four rebounds, contributing nicely to the team. And Dario Saric, who's played pretty nicely, scoring 10 points and five rebounds. And then off the bench, it's not that terrible. Well, I would say opinion, Diallo coming off the bench. I really like what Diallo has. Uh, done in his short career. All right. Well, but, I'm gonna say if the Suns were in the Eastern Conference, they'd be they'd have a much better record. But the Suns are consistently playing such good teams that have superstars that are much better. So the record for the Suns, yeah, it's pretty poor. But they do have a good team, like you said. It's just they're always matched up against teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, with such just more complete and better teams. So I think Booker has to emerge as a better leader. I mean. If he's scoring 70 points in a game and still losing against the Celtics... That's a problem. You could blame that on his teammates all you want, but he's a pretty shy dude. I don't know if you guys realize that. Yeah. He has to do a better job of motivating his teammates, I think, if he wants to win. He has to be more of a vocal presence on the court. Yeah, but I think Ricky Rubio, since he's playing point guard, I mean, he's got more experience. I think that should be on Ricky Rubio to be more of a leader in the Suns' locker room. I think Devin Booker... Well, Sam, if Devin Booker's hitting his shots and he's passing yeah, everything well and his teammates yep. aren't... And you and I understand what you're saying about the leadership and all that, and he's not a fantastic leader. Yeah. And he's young, and yeah, that makes sense. But, like, come on, that's basically... If Kobe Bryant puts up 80 points and loses that game, whose fault is it? I guess you could say it's not his fault, and I, I understand that. But another weakness in Devin Booker's game, in my opinion... I I don't think his defense is where it should be. I think if he well, people said that about James Harden, but he can he progressed. Well, why are you, and he's why pretty are good you defender now. All these negative things about Booker. You've got him at seven, so I have him at seven. But this is he's just trying to explain why he's not higher. Yeah, exactly. I could really see him moving up my list, guys. Like Simmons, maybe Mitchell, and even Tatum, if he improves his defense and becomes a more vocal leader in the future. That's my personal opinion. All right. Yeah. I'm going to – I have a very similar 7 to 10 as Sam. 10, I actually included Shy Gilgis-Alexander. He's great numbers. Um, before the season, the everyone was really doubting the Thunder, but he's put up 19 points per game, six rebounds. So that's pretty good stats for him. He's going to emerge, and that's why I had to include him on my list. As we spoke about, nine, I have Bam Adebayo. Eight, I have Zion. And seven, like Sam, I have Devin Booker. All right, uh, I want to point out one thing that I disagree. I think having Zion at eight, yeah, I think that's a little bit high in my opinion. I know he's mm-hmm. capable of great things. He's only played about 20 games in the NBA. If you compare him to some of the guys that you passed, uh, put over him, Bam has played consistently for so many games. This is what I'm, I'm thinking. Donovan Mitchell played excellently in his rookie year. But after right. 15 games, if you're putting him over guys 
who have played in the league a little longer. It's just not right. The NBA should be a model of consistency. That's why J.R. Smith has made it difficult for him to sign with the team. He's so inconsistent. I think Zion has a real future in this league, but if he wants to move up on this list, in my opinion, he has to keep being consistent throughout his career. Yeah, I, All right, but right now you're telling me that he's not consistent. That's that's what I'm asking. No, but you're telling me not, right now he's not no, consistent. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. So how can you accuse him of not being like I think consistent? He has to keep up being consistent. But he's, he's played put 20 up almost games. 24 points per game and like seven rebounds. Like I much agree, more you want from a rookie? I mean. No, no, I agree. Doing, I just you know. think he hasn't played as many games as these other guys. And if he wants to move up the list, I think he has to stay healthy in order to prove that he's on the list. I have, in three years, Zion's number one on this list. There is zero doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. No, I still think if Luka keeps it, keeps oh. up what he's doing right now, he'll win MVP in a couple seasons. And I could say the same thing about Jason Tatum. If Zion stays healthy, though, I think he'll definitely be. Zion has, we haven't seen a healthy Zion, like, yet since high school. And I don't know if you guys were watching Zion in his junior season, but he was a really, really dominant player. Nobody could stop yeah. him. Yeah. Even at Duke, he was battling injuries. And at the beginning uh-huh. of the season, I don't think he's at 100% yet. I think we need to see him at 100% in order to put him higher. On but if he's not at 100% and still averaging 24 points per game, then how... He's played 15 games. Okay, but I, you're, first of all, I only put him above Bam Adebayo and Shai Gildas Alexander, who this is like their first breakout year too. So it's not like Zion. It's not like I'm. Putting, and this is Zion's first year as well. Yeah, right. But it's not like I'm putting Zion in front of people who have like been dominant for like three or four years. Like he's really he's number eight, and I. So it's not like Bam was bad last year. It's not like Shai was a bad player last year. I just I'm not I'm not taking away what Zion's done. I've been really impressed. I've loved what he's done with the pressure. He's been compared to LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I don't know if you guys realize that, but he has the highest expectations of anyone since 2003 when it was LeBron's rookie year. He's handled that beautifully. I love what he's done. I just think he needs to play a couple more games to solidify the fact that he would go number eight on my list. That's just my personal opinion. I have him at 10. That's not completely far off. I just think Bam and players like Brandon Ingram have done a little bit more to prove themselves. All right. I'll read my 10 through 7 now. All right, so at number 10, as you've already discussed, I have Jalen Brown. And I understand why you guys are saying Bam should be over him. And I could also see Bam being over Zion. But similar to what Mikey said, it's both their first seasons basically breaking out. So, yeah. But Jalen Brown is averaging 20 points a game, 6.4 rebounds a game, and 2.2 assists per game. And he's only the, the third best player on the Celtics, which is really saying something. Because you could say that Kemba and Jason Tatum are – doing most of the work for the Celtics. But you look at Jalen Brown, he's also doing fantastic things. So then I have Zion at number nine, somebody to you guys. Then I have Brandon Ingram. He's playing extremely well. He's getting a true opportunity to show how he plays in New Orleans since he didn't really do much in the Lakers. And then at number seven, I have Donovan Mitchell, which you guys could say a little too low for him. But he's done great things. I just don't think he's been higher. This season, he's averaging 24.2 points a game. 4.4 4.4 rebounds and 4.2 assists, which shows his consistency. Yeah. So that's why he's my number seven. Can I, can I make a little point here? Yes. Yeah, I actually have Donovan Mitchell at number five on my list. I've actually really loved what Donovan Mitchell has done in his career. I liked him when he was at Louisville, but I didn't know how capable he was. I expected him to be a role player, maybe a sixth man. Wait, you have him over losses. Simmons? Yes, I did have him over All Simmons. Right, you got to explain. Wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
I think Donovan Mitchell has emerged as the leader of the Jazz. Can you guys agree with me over players like? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say like the by far well, leader. Yeah, because yeah, they no, also have Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and you have and Mike. Con- I th- yeah, actually exactly. say Mike Conley's okay. leader right yeah, now. But I think I think Donovan Mitchell serious. has proved that he's one of the main guys on the Jazz. Definitely, definitely. He's a very young man. You guys both agree with me on that, yeah. right? Well, Sim, couldn't we say the same thing about Simmons that he's one of the great leaders in the well, Sixers they're all as well? Young. I mean, wait, wait, can you guys let me finish my but point? Let's let not finish my base point. this on how old people are because the whole list is under 25. So. Wait, listen to what I'm saying. Okay, right, the Jazz are the four seed in the West as of now, right? And you guys, and you guys yeah. made a point to say that the West is very hard schedules, they're playing better teams every night, right? And, and if you look, and the Sixers aren't even the four seed in the East, which is a little weaker. And in my opinion, the Sixers have a better roster, so Simmons has more help. And I guess you can. Tim, where'd you put Carl Anthony Towns on this list? Let me ask you that. Me? I put Carl Anthony Towns at number three on my list. Okay, no, I did as well. But let me ask you this Carl Anthony Towns on a much worse team than the Sixers and the Jazz, so I don't understand why the point of the Sixers being worse than the Jazz is so important. Yes, but keep hearing me out. Ben Simmons cannot shoot. He can't yeah, but he can pass and rebound better than Donovan Mitchell can. He's a better team player than Mitchell, and you, I, can, and you have to agree with me on that. A team player? I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. Oh. But he's got, eight, he's got 8.2 assists. He's not, I'm not, it's not about the assists. He's had toxic relationships with all of his teammates. So First I don't, of all, the whole 76ers team is so toxic. I mean, with Joel Embiid, too. Yes. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. You could say... He gets a lot of assists, so he's very unselfish. But then you could also make the argument he does it to get the money. So I don't know if that's the exact – like him having bad relationships with Jimmy Butler. I know you could say that Jimmy Butler has had toxic relationships with everyone he's played for. But also at the same time, Jimmy Butler has emerged as a leader for the Heat this season. So Ben Simmons not having a great relationship with him isn't exactly the best representation of the kind of person that he is. I think that Donovan Mitchell has done an exceptional job with the Jazz. The four seed in the West, you, you see that they're pretty well, above <laughs> Mets, excellent teams. They're above the Trailblazers, who have a much better roster, in my opinion. Well, the Trailblazers have been terrible this season compared to what they should have been. Yes. They're, yeah, they're playing terrible. Before this season, I would definitely give it to Simmons. Not a question. I th- I've been disappointed with him, in my opinion, this season. The fact that the Sixers have performed so terribly – I don't think it's acceptable. I think yeah. down the road, Ben Simmons is going to be a really good player. I think he really just has to work on his jump well, shot. Well, Simmons has dealt with injuries this season, similar to Joel Embiid. Yeah, exactly. I think Donovan Mitchell, in his short career, has proved that he's one of the most consistent players in the league. I guess you could say the same about Simmons. I just think he needs to be able to stay healthy like all the time, which he hasn't exactly shown. I re- and the fact that he can't shoot the three ball as a point guard, in my opinion, is really, really concerning. All right. Well, I'm going to respect all the points he made, but I just want to be clear here. We didn't make this list on off-court attitude. Like, we're this is just based on how they're playing on the court. And yet, he exactly, has had some toxic made- relationships. But to say eight, 8.2 assists, like, doesn't – like, you're saying he's still selfish. Like, he's not. I Garrett never Paul. said he was selfish. And he, he never said he was selfish. the point that he was a better team player than Mitchell – and if I was going to argue that, I guess saying Pop they play different roles for different teams. I'm I can sit here and say that the Sixers possibly. I, I'm not going to say that, but I can sit here and say that the 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 let's say the Jazz have a better shooting team, right? Yeah, definitely agree. So they rely on Donovan Mitchell and other players like 
Bojan Bogdanovich to shoot, right? Yes, agreed. 76ers don't have yeah, They don't run this type of offense. They have Joel Embiid having been people out in the paint, and they have Simmons driving, pick and roll, everything like that, passing, rebounding, doing everything like that, which you could say, yeah, the Sixers need shooters, and they need Simmons to shoot. I mean, Tobias they just play completely different roles for their teams. So saying that Tim and Simmons isn't like a better team player, I don't know how you can make that. Also, they play different types of offense. Like the Sixers, if they wanted to be a shooting team, they wouldn't have a point guard to be 6'10". But their their type of offense they're playing is completely different than the Jazz, who have to shoot more, and they have Mike Conley as a point guard. So, I mean, this is a hard comparison to make. You're comparing – like I, I could definitely see why you have Simmons. Just in my opinion, I think Donovan Mitchell is more dominant at what he does. I understand Simmons is a great defender, and I respect everything he's uh-huh. done. But let's sit here. We can't we can't yell at each other for our opinions. This is a six eleven point guard who plays completely different competition throughout the year yeah. than like six five exactly. shooting guard from the. So I, I guess I respect both your opinions, but I think you guys should also respect mine because it's just a no. Total... I I understand what you're saying, and I could I agree with you on some points that Dobby Mitchell can be a better player than Ben Simmons right now. I think they're I just very think... evenly matched. That's my yeah. Opinion. Mm. I just think they play completely different positions, even though they're ranked like similarly like shooting guard, point guard. They just com- they like I say they play different parts of their right. position. It's just a hard. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on with our list. We're gonna go four to six. Um, at six I have Donovan Mitchell, who we've talked about. At five I have Carl Anthony Towns, which you guys are gonna disagree with. And at four I had Simmons, like David. So you guys had Cat at three. I see. So what were your why? Why do you think he's at three? Just explain. I think I think Carl Anthony Towns has proven that he's a top six defender in the league, in my opinion. I know six sounds weird, but think about, think about this. These are the defenders that I think have proven themselves that are better than him. I think – I mean, this is a little off topic, but I think Beverly is probably a better defender. I think, I think Ron is probably a better defender. I think even you could make the argument Kawhi, – uh, obviously Kawhi. Draymond Green, and then I'm going to say Jimmy Butler a little better than him. But the sixth best defense uh, – oh, and then Gobert, uh, I think, is a better defender than him. So that's well, I don't... Yeah, you can go, Sam. Sorry, my bad. Uh, and then he's proven that he's a top 10, 15 rebounder in the league. And yeah, yeah. Proven... And, yeah. He's proven that he's – Yeah, and not only that, scorer. he's a great scorer as well. Exactly. Like, he's, he's only had one season in his career, his rookie season, where he's averaged less than 20 points a game. And every single season, he's averaged more than 10 rebounds a game. And that's what a center is supposed to do. He's yeah. Also won, he won rookie of the year, so we can't say he had a bad rookie year, too. He's literally a model of consistency if you look throughout his career. He's been staying healthy more than people expected. He's a big man who had problems with their legs early in their career, but he's done a nice job staying healthy. I like he actually shot the three ball very, very nicely throughout his career as well, mm-hmm. which is obviously if you could have a big man who could finish around the rim and shoot the three ball, it's really hard to guard. Him, Porzingis, Jokic, you could all put them in that category. I think even Sabonis and Bam have proven that they could shoot the ball a little not pretty nicely. I think that I would put him over some of the players that you had. I think five is not crazy because – it's really hard to compare yeah. Towns to a player like Trey Young. That, yeah. Com- they, they're different divisions, center, point guard, 6'1", 7'1". Different colleges have played different competitions throughout their entire lives. I mean, it's really, really, really hard to make this comparison. Right. 
I just think Carl Anthony Towns has really proven himself throughout his career. So that's why I'm I just put him. Ben Simmons above Carl Anthony Towns because Simmons is just putting up great stats. And as we said before, he's pretty consistent. So I thought that's why I'd include him a little bit higher. Plus Ben Simmons has had plus Ben Simmons has had more success with the seventy sixers, so that also played into it. But I I don't I think five what I put isn't crazy, but I completely respect that you guys have met three. No, it isn't crazy because wow, we have him like three, so it's not completely right. crazy. And similar what Sam said, Trey Young and him, they're completely different positions. So I understand. Yeah. Sam. All right, yeah. so my yeah my six to four is very controversial because I have Trey Young at number five. So at number six, Devin Booker, who we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Then at number five, I have Trey Young, and this is really tough. But I just personally the only reason I have him at five is because his team is so bad that they rely on him to basically do everything. And if you guys can agree with me on that, then I don't know what kind of basketball you guys are watching because no, right. he's 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 taking threes from like the half court line and. He's averaging like nearly 30 points no- a game and 9.3 assists. He's basically doing everything for them, and I completely respect what he's doing. I just think like he's doing everything for his team, and that's not really what I want. I want his team to be better and him to you know express himself more, not just a scorer. And you guys could disagree with me on that because like he's a great passer right. as well. I just don't think he's on the right, first so team. I see I, what you're saying. I, I, but when I made this, when I thought of Trey Young, I actually thought of it the opposite of what you said because his team relies on him so much. And I feel like that's going to help him grow as like a superstar and like a player. And he's averaging 30 points. Well, back to Sam's argument before if he's putting up crazy numbers and the team's losing, then isn't that his fault? Isn't he not a good uh, enough leader? This is where, this is where I want to disagree with you on that. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like if he's putting up crazy numbers, and maybe he could do a better job leading his team, getting his other teammates involved. Oh, just, but this is where I really want to disagree and make my point. Every time that the Hawks have been in a close game, Trey Young has put up phenomenal numbers and led his team to win. So we could say, I, in my opinion, he's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. That's, that's where I have him higher up on my list. I think the fact that he could perform at such a high level when it matters most is a really important thing as a rookie. A lot of players struggle with that early in their career. I don't know if many people know this, but Kobe Bryant actually struggled in his first season yes. leading the team. I think he was very – Well, he wasn't a leader necessarily. He had Shaq leading for a while. Yeah, but I think – I don't know if you guys know this, but in the playoffs his first season, he airballed the shot. Yes, he airballed many times against the Jazz, and they ended up losing that game. Exactly. And he went to the gym every single night. Mm-hmm. And he worked on his jump shot. He practiced working when it mattered most. He played in pickup games all summer. And he proved that he could be a leader when it mattered most. I think the fact that Trey Young in his first two seasons has emerged as a clutch player is really phenomenal. And that's why I have him number two at my list. I know you guys have other pl- other player higher than him. I'm not going to name it too. We'll get to that. But that's why I have him at number two. All right. And- and then I'm just going to say number four, I have Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, so, all right. All right. Well, let's so, get into our top three. Yes. Um, well, no, Sam, I don't think I, Sam yeah, could I go. Know, but we still talk about So, we have, I have Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, and then Jason Tatum, who I haven't Oof. talked about So, yet. Tatum, you're four, I right? Think, yeah. I guess you could say that he's higher on my list. I actually am one of the biggest Jason Tatum fans that you'll find around the area. I really love what he's done. I just think the other players have proven themselves a little more. 
He's very consistent. I love what he does in the defensive end. He's he's a six eight man who can shoot the three ball, unlike or just as good as any point guard you'll find. So I guess you can make the argument that he's number two. I just really love what Trey Young has done with the Hawks. I think Jason Tatum has a far superior roster, and he's had much more help. He has players like Kemba Walker on his team, which is always nice. I'm gonna say this: Jason Tatum is the best player on the Celtics yeah, right now. I'd agree. I. I really want to. He's agree playing with you. extremely well, Sam. I agree like, with what you're saying, but the next I couple seasons Kemba. he could win MVP of the league. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what that's what you just said. I said in a couple that's seasons cool. he can win MVP of the league. Oh, couple years? Like I, three I to four years, he'll win MVP in the league. Could, but I yeah. don't think he will. Maybe he has. I think. But him and Jalen Brown could become such a legendary duo, so dynamic that they, I think, they can win a couple titles. In and way down the line, but I could see it happening if they don't stay. This is what this is what has to happen if he's going to win MVP. I think first they need to keep drafting phenomenally. The Celtics mm-hmm. have done an excellent job. I think they have to get rid of some of these players, like maybe even Enos Cantor. I know he's done yeah. a nice job. He always snags nah, they need rebounds. What Gordon is- Hayward, I'd say. Yeah, I think yeah, even Gordon Hayward getting away for a couple first round mm-hmm. picks, maybe a couple young guys here and there. I think they need to build a really young roster filled with energetic dudes. That's what Celtics. And then let Tatum lead because he, he's, we've seen that he's been a leader. And like if they get a bunch of young guys behind him, get a young center who's a good rebounder, will give the ball to Tatum. Then Tatum, that's how he could win MVP. I think they got to keep Kemba though. That that's a must. They have to keep Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker has performed time and time again when it matters. He's a very good defender. Right. Yeah, but I say Jason Tatum is more clutch than Kemba Walker because in the at when the clock is winding down at the end of the game and it's close, I'd rather have Jason Tatum with the ball than Kemba Walker. I agree. I think that Kemba has been in more like clutch situations in his career, like with UConn. I know this is a really yeah, that's really what long I time thinking. ago, but he was the he was the man. Like you guys yeah. can't deny this. Yeah, I think 100%. also once they build a young team filled with passionate players who will play really hard and perform at a Celtics basketball standard. Right. I think they need to add one or two all-stars to their team to complete. I think they need a, but they need to get the right people. They can't get people who are selfish. They can't get people who want to name some, name some selfish players in the Celtics right now. I don't think there are any right now, in my opinion, but I think if they're going to trade all these hardworking older guys, I think they can't bring in someone who just wants to improve their stats because you know that's going to backfire in the South. Okay, yeah, no, I, no, I know what you're saying. really doesn't like that. So I think Jason Tatum in a couple years is going to be in the conversation with guys like Luka, Trey Young. I think even oh, Giannis will still be an MVP level by then. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, it depends. Maybe Zion, we'll see. I think it's a little early. Maybe yeah. John Morant. Yeah. I think depending on how Westbrook's playing, potentially, like, it's really early. I think three to four years, you have no idea what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but I think, the, I think the Celtics is a great place for Tatum. A fantastic I, coach, I think great fans. No like place for Tatum in the entire league yeah, than where yeah. he's at right now. I think Danny Ainge is by far uh-huh. the best GM in the and, league right now. Yeah. I think Masi Uri. I can see that. I can Masi see that. Masi Uri from the Raptors. I yeah. think he's, yeah. he's right. up there. He's great. I think the whole Spurs front office has obviously done a phenomenal job. I think the last couple of years, they've not done great. I don't think getting LaMarcus Aldridge was exactly the the final piece to their puzzle. 
So they're going to be in rebuilding mode. I know Tim Duncan left, Tony Parker left, and Ginobili left. But this is really where we're going to see Popovich makes it or breaks it. If he can coach a really good Spurs team to the finals in the last couple of years in his career. and I think they're going to lose yeah. Mar DeRozan soon. I think they should try to get a couple first-round picks out of them. The Spurs have been the historically oh, the, the best All their stars are gone. Duncan's gone. Parker's gone. Manny Ginobili. They have to be young. Yes, again. I'm saying if Popovich, if Popovich leads a young Spurs team to the finals and helps rebuild this right. franchise and turn them around and point them back to the right direction, I think he could be considered the greatest coach of all time. Yes, all right, well, I agree with you there. Topic right now. But I think, um, but anyone yeah. want to add anything? Yeah, yeah, right. but so let's go to our top three. Um, they're pretty sad, but you guys have Cat is your three. I've got Trey, and then my two is Tatum, and then my one is Luka Doncic. I don't. This Luka Doncic is number one. I didn't. I didn't even have to think for a minute. He's been amazing. Twenty-eight point seven points yes. per game, nine point three rebounds, eight point seven assists. I mean, he's putting up stats like they're they're crazy. Like. I, yeah, this season there was kind of really no other one that we could put. I think the thing that separates Luca from the rest of the pack, I, I know this is a really crazy thing, but every player has a signature move. LeBron has his little sidestep. Well, he has the, the between-the-leg step back. Yes, that between-the-leg step back is the most unguardable thing in the entire league. Besides, you could say James Harden step yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think – those are the two, and LeBron sidestep, and but, and even Giannis's uh, zero. Giannis's zero is pretty hard to guard because it's a freak coming at you, and you don't know what to do. I think Kawhi. I think that his in the post is also up there. I think those are the five most unguardable people when they do their signature moves in the league: Harden, Doncic, LeBron, Kawhi, and um and Giannis. I think those are the five most unguardable guys in the league when they too. I mean, do what they have to do. I mean, 22 triple doubles already in his second season. I mean, yeah, yeah ready. I mean, he's breaking a lot of records he's... very fast. Also, very people have been comparing his rookie stats in his sophomore to people such as, like, LeBron, and they're, like, better, like, by a lot. So, Luka in his second season already averaging 29 points. I He, he has so much potential, and I think that he can lead the Mavs to a title. I have yeah. one concern about Luka. Uh, he's, he's been a great defender. <laughs> he's outperformed a ton right. of players in his class, showing why he's the future of this league. I don't think he's athletic enough to be a Hall of Famer as of now. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer well, early. Well, then this leads to my other thing that I was going to say. You look at Luka... I don't really think it's the physical physique of a point guard. I could see more of like yeah. a, a small forward, actually. Like shooting guard, the ball. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. That's my opinion. I, I don't know if I'd even say shooting guard. I don't even think he's athletic enough for that. I could see him as a small forward. He's too short. Kevin Durant. No, he's not. But he's not yeah, tall he's not enough. Like He's kind of – he fits the new role of the NBA. Guys who are very versatile, play many positions. I think he's it's well. nice to see that in the yeah. NBA. Because you, you, you put him in the same boat as guys like Kawhi, KD, LeBron. These guys could play three, and even Giannis. These guys could play four positions on the court if you really need them to. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's nice to see the league have this opposed to the traditional point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. I really like where the league is going. I just don't know if he's athletic enough 
to be eventually placed in the same category as Kawhi and KD when this it's all done. This is a sophomore year. We don't know where he'll be in like five years. He could totally just change like his his physical like attributes. So we had no idea. But all I'm saying, Sammy, kind of reminds me of not like the not at all the gameplay of Ben Simmons, but kind of the physical physique of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Tall. If Luca gets a little more muscle and like gets faster and works on like. He's conditioning this offseason. Yeah. I'm thinking can, I he's think he can be a point guard. Incredible. I don't think yeah, he's not very fast. But yeah, he's he's yeah. not very fast. But at the same time, like you don't need to be that that fast in basketball. That's just my opinion. You don't uh, No, I, I wanna really disagree okay. with you on that. Yeah, one. I'm gonna disagree with you on that as well. Luca's done he's very this is who I'm gonna compare Luca to. This is the player that most resembles Luca to me. Paul Pierce. I don't get he was slow. No, no. Every player, every player. You're comparing player. Luka Doncic's like speed to Paul Pierce's speed. Are you kidding no, me? No, 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 no. Not speed. The style of play. This is what I want to say. Every player, when you're going against someone in the NBA, is expecting a fast change of pace and attack and then a quick step back. But Luca and Paul Pierce did it a little differently. They used slow, 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 change of pace when it's really unexpected. They use, they're really smart. I think they're two of the most smart players in the last 20 years. They use both not the most naturally athletic players, but they both use their brains. They use what they've got, and they create. They're very scrappy. They both lead what they, what they have. They both didn't have great squads. No one ever asked Paul Pierce to be a point guard for their team, Sam. I know, but he did what he was asked. They both do what they're asked. Paul Pierce didn't have the greatest team before Ray Allen. What? Came over. But no, but at the beginning of his career. They didn't have Kevin Garnett. He was on the Timberwolves. Ray Allen was still on the Bucks. Rajon Rondo hadn't even been drafted yet. And he did what he was asked, and he developed. I think he's similar to Luka. I think the Mavericks have to kind of mock their rebuild after the Celtics, what they did. They have to draft well, and then when it's time, they have to trade for two guys who will be re- willing to put their heart and soul into the franchise. I think the Mavericks potentially have the best rebuilding potential in the entire NBA, besides the Celtics. Besides the Celtics, they have poor. So no, I don't. I don't know if the Celtics need to rebuild per se. Well, they need to draft they're more people, but they don't the need playoffs. to rebuild. Nothing I don't wrong think with them. Rebuild, but like yes, yeah. I don't mean rebuild. I mean, get, take the next step. Take the next step from being a bubble team yeah. in the playoffs in the Western you Conference gotta give it time. to being a finals contender. Because sooner or later... I think the Magic well, need to rebuild, like, immediately. No, but sooner or later, LeBron's not going to be a threat in the NBA, if you guys like it or not. You could say he's aging. Well, it's going to be gone. They're improving with age. Exactly. So that means the NBA... The NBA is going to be wide open. But the whole league is going to be open to players like Kawhi, Giannis, Trey... And Luca, and this is why we're talking about players under twenty-five. What about Tatum? Saying what about Tatum? Sorry, no, got There are a ton of There's, guys. The future is very bright for the league. We can include a lot of people. Yes, exactly. The league is going to be wide open in a couple of years, and there are going to be ten teams. We're going to be competing for the championship. And in the playoffs, yes, exactly. There's not going to be a Warriors. There's not going to be a this year's Lakers. No Lakers, because every year. From in a couple of years, you're going to see star players moving left and right. Every offseason is going to be bright because players are going to want to change the scenery. 
because these guys who are used to carrying their squads are going to be out of the league, and each player is going to want a new role, which is going to mean the league is wide open to players like Luca, Trey, Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns. You could get mad at me for missing a couple guys, but the name, the list goes on and on and on, and it would take yeah. too much time. Even players yeah. like De'Aaron Fox and Colin Sexton, who we didn't talk about, yeah, yeah. really bright. Well, too, yeah, just a lot of these older guys, like yeah, they might yeah. be as like superstars right now, but like eventually, like the league isn't gonna want them. It's time for the league to move on. Like this happens a lot of the doors gonna be open for so many. Either big. Or big. I just yeah, think, well, well, Mikey, I'm gonna have to disagree with one thing you said. You said no one's gonna want LeBron anymore. Even when LeBron's like, let's say he plays when he's forty, teams still gonna want him. It's LeBron James. Are you kidding me? Like he may not be as dominant as he'll ever be, but it's LeBron. But James, I would rather no one's not gonna want him. Guy than sign LeBron for like two years when he's at the end of his career. A lot of money. No, that's exactly where I have to disagree with you. People still want Mikey. Vince have you ever heard of Tom Brady? Vince Carter's not exactly no. what the Bucks are doing right now. No, Tom Brady's still a phenomenal player if you guys like it or not. But you got to compare him to Vince Carter. Vince Carter is not a phenomenal player. You guys can disagree. He is not doing great things with the Hawks right now. People want because he's a veteran presence who could develop younger players and share his knowledge and leadership to help his team. That's what yeah, LeBron James exactly. is going to bring to the table when he's 42 and 43 years old. That's and that's why thinking. he's always going to have a place in this league, no matter how old he is. He's been in the clutch moments. He's been next to some of the great players. He's been in the league for so long. He's talked to every single great player that's still alive. He knows all there is to know about the game. He is a student of the game, and eventually he's going to become a teacher of the game. And I think at his 42 and 43 years old. I don't, I don't know if he's a student of the game anymore, Sam. Yes, he needs transition to a teacher of the game, and he's helped develop younger players. I think eventually yes. he is going to become – he's still going to become a vital presence for a team when he's 40 years old, in my opinion. He could still help a team yes. win for as long 100%. as he can. I think he's always willing to do whatever it takes for the team to win. He's going to teach younger players. He's going to help develop younger players. And I think he's going to become a very important person after basketball. I know this is a little off topic, but he's going to be doing something outstanding after his career is older. I don't know if that is owning a team. I don't know if that's going to be becoming a coach. I don't know if that's going to be owning a business or becoming someone very important in the stock market, politics. The future right. is yeah, open. Okay, but I'm not agreeing with you guys at all. I, I just said we were talking about teams rebuilding like five minutes ago. That's where I had to draw the line. Like, I'm just going to say if like a young team where they've got players like Luca, like they're getting into their prime, like that's like the type of scenario when you don't need LeBron, in my opinion. No, the that's where ha- you no, do need LeBron. No, not LeBron. Two, no, not if two players like in five years, say Luca and Porzingis are in their prime. But say you look at a team like the Hawks, like they're a very, very young team, don't really have a superstar. That's, in my opinion, that's where you need one of those veterans to develop them, not take time away from them. Exactly. Uh, I think any team could use a LeBron. Well, then I think they're playing Vince Carter, Mikey. Yeah. Well. Any team could use a LeBron. I don't care who it is, what the scenario is, however old LeBron is, any team's going to want LeBron. But I just think it's fitting that we just did this episode, top 10, under 25. The moral of the story is the future is very bright for the NBA. And I'm very excited to watch for the next years. So that's what I'm going to say. All right, cool. That's a great. It was a great yeah, podcast. I, I mean, really we, enjoyed we got a lot of good opinions in. 
future is bright once again. I think we all decided that Luka Doncic was our number one. Can't wait for him to develop. But that's about it. Anyone have any last comments to make? No, I'm good. Thank you. We are available on Spotify, Anchor, and many other platforms to listen to our podcast. So please stay safe and healthy during this tough time. And we'll see you next week.